Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 75 of How Do You Write? And I'm super excited that you're here today. I have a fantastic interview with someone that you probably already know well. Uh, Joanna Penn has been on the show before. I believe it was episode 37, but I could be wrong. Uh, And in that episode, she told us about her writing process. Um, But on today's show, she's telling us about her new book that she co-wrote with Dr. Ewan Lawson called The Healthy Writer. And it's a book I really, really loved. I think it is incredibly timely. And and she's just always such a delight. I was just re-listening to it, editing uh, before I make this live. And she mentioned her letter that she wrote to Sugar. And in the interview which of course I recorded, you know, a few weeks ago, I told her that I would be writing my letter to sugar that day. And of course I didn't, you know why? Because I love sugar. I have been pretty good at abstaining from it for a few months now, but I have these big cracks, these big breaks. And I have to tell you, I am newly a board member on the local San Francisco area, Romance Writers of America. I am the VP of admin and one of my, probably my most important job in this new board position is that I am a director in charge of chocolate and I need to bring a big ton of chocolate and at the meeting when people tell their good news and their bad news, everybody gets some candy unless they say, no, 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 no. Um, But that means I have candy in my house all the time now, and it is actually within arm's reach, which had been fine for like six weeks. And then earlier this week, I just cracked. I just broke. I broke into it, um, which is completely against the rules. They pay for the chocolate, but you know, honestly, I'll just refill it with my own money. So it was, it was just easier than driving to the CVS down the street and buying my own bags of candy. And uh, for the last three days, I've just been absentmindedly noshing on it and it drives me crazy. So today I wrote my letter to sugar. I have printed it out. I have planned to have it boomerang into my email inbox every couple weeks just to remind me why I'm giving up sugar. I want this brain in this head to continue working for as long as I can and sugar can contribute to Alzheimer's. Um, it's, it's so bad for us. I won't even go into all the details, but when I did give it up completely for about six months last year, my triglycerides, um, dropped more than half. They went down to normal levels where they hadn't been for 15 years. It's just about the sugar. So that's my new pledge is I'm going to try to be really a lot better with sugar. So, but of course we talk about a lot more than just sugar. We talk about how to be healthy in this writer's lifestyle. So you're going to love it. And personal news, it has been an eventful week, um, an emotional week too. A friend of mine is very sick and will not make it. And I went and said goodbye to her. I talked about it a little bit on the pedal to the metal, and I don't really want to talk about it here. So um, it just is what it is, isn't it? Life is freaking 
hard. So love your lovies, give them hugs and kisses and um, tell them what they mean to you. I think that's really important. In much less important, but much lighter news, uh, my book, Fast Draft Your Memoir, Write Your Life Story in 45 Hours, comes out on Sunday. This podcast will release on uh, Friday, February 2nd, two days later on February 4th. It will be live on all platforms. It will be available at your local bookstore. You'll have to order it, of course, but they'll be able to get it. Um, you can order it from your library. It is $5.99 per ebook, $11.99 in print. The audio book should be coming very soon. ACX, the um, audio book compiler, as uh, as it were, uh, just takes a little bit longer, but it'll be out soon. And again, I have never been more proud of a book. This is something that I am truly, truly happy and honored to share with you guys, with the writers that are around me. So uh, if you wanted to check it out and give it a review, that would be insanely helpful and insanely awesome. And it is not just for memoirists. In this book, I pretty much share everything I know about writing. However, I have heard from multiple people now um, in the in the review readers who said, I read it just because you wrote it. I had no interest in writing a memoir, and now I'm going to write a memoir. So be advised if you do read it, even if you don't want to write a memoir, you may end up being pulled to tell your story, which I really believe in. Your story deserves to be heard, not just your fiction but your real true stories. So um, that is out. Go grab it. And that has basically been consuming my life. So that's done. I am headed out of town for the weekend on a writing retreat with RWA. And a couple of friends are, then we're going to go up to Reno for a day. And when I come back, the book will be out and I'll be back into finishing up the thrillers revision. So that'll be wonderful. And Let's jump right into the interview. I think that this is a great time to do that. You're going to love it. Please um, enjoy and treat yourself with some kindness and compassion and uh, make yourself feel good. Do a little, do a little movement. Have a few green vegetables. Um, eat all the sugar for me. Okay. Would you do that? I'd appreciate it. Okay. Happy writing to you, my friends. We'll talk soon. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased to have back on the show Joanna Penn. Hello, Joe. Hi, Rachel. It's so great to have you again. Let me give you a short introduction. Uh, Joanna Penn is a New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of Thrillers Under J.F. Penn. She also writes inspirational nonfiction for authors and is an award-winning creative entrepreneur and international professional speaker. Her site, thecreativepen.com, is regularly voted one of the top 10 sites for writers and self-publishers. And her podcast, The Creative Pen, is one of my very favorite. It might be my favorite. I think it actually is my favorite <laughs> podcast. So thank you for doing it. And thank you for doing the show again. Oh, it's... no, it's I love talking to you. You're, <laughs> you're, you're such fun to talk to. <laughs> well, it's so nice to have you on. And I will direct listeners back to December 2016, episode 27, for when I actually talk to you about what the show is normally about, uh, which mm -hmm. is the your writing process. But this one, I really want to talk about your new book, because 
I think it's so important. It's called The Healthy Writer. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how this book came to be? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, I I haven't talked much about physical health, you know, on my show or in my writing, because as writers, we tend to emphasize our brains more than our bodies. And let's face it, many of us have quite a sedentary life. You know, many of us snack, uh, you know, uh, many of us have things like back pain, eye strain, headaches, and we just have accepted that as part of being a writer, you know, it is a, a job that's not like, you know, doing much physically, really. Uh, so like many people in their 40s, my I was suffering from some pain. And over the last really five years, you know, I left my day job in 2011. So yeah, I'm kind of at six, seven years at this point. But what I found was my health actually got worse when I left my job in many ways, because I was actually working more hours at the keyboard. Um, you know, there was less getting up and socializing or whatever. So and I had got to a point where my back pain, like I ended up in hospital at one point oh with God. suspected yeah suspected spinal tumors because I was in so much pain and it wasn't that it was literally that I wasn't moving and I was kind of compacting my lower back and lower back pain is incredibly common amongst people who do sedentary jobs of which mm -hmm. writers are one so anyway that over the last sort of five years I've taken steps to try and improve my health and then I did I spoke at an event in 2016 and a doctor Dr Ewan Lawson was in the audience and he emailed me and said, look, would you know, you've been talking more about health. How about we co-write The Healthy Writer? And uh, I was like, OK, this is a good idea. And what was so I think what was so surprising? I mean, firstly, I would never have tried to write a book on health without co-writing with somebody of the medical profession, because that would be irresponsible. But what's interesting with the book is I was able to share my personal stories. So my journey from back pain to now, you know, I'm I'm in good maintenance mode um, and things like my migraines, which I dealt with um, health journey, you know, writing like my letter to sugar about giving up sugar and 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 some of these issues, um, personal issues, balancing out with his more medical uh, knowledge and evidence-based practice. So together, we the, the ideas sort of merge together to form something that I hope is very useful for, for writers. Now, I know you've been focusing on health more. You're going to focus more on health, aren't you? So I think this is a common issue right now. Absolutely. When I left my day job two years ago, um, I thought it was the most sedentary job in the whole world. It was basically I'd work, you know, a 16-hour shift sitting down. But I didn't know because because I was at work, I didn't, I didn't consider how much I got up and walked to the water and, and got a drink and walked down the hall. And, and for some reason, when we are writing and we're so focused and, um, sitting at the desk, I, I sit more than I even did when I worked 16 hour shifts, you know, that's, that's insane to me. And that's when I, it really was when I left that I realized that I will not be able to do this job full time if I don't keep myself in shape if I don't get myself into healthier shape. So, mm. um, I, and I love the way you open the book. I just want to mention this quote because, uh, it's from Ruby wax, same new world. We all have cracks. We just hide them from each other. Um, and you, you and I were just talking on your podcast about my memoir book, which will be coming up on your show soon. But I really believe in sharing our authentic inner selves with our readers 
to um, show we where we really live. What has been the response you've gotten from your readers? Are they are they identifying with this book? Are they? Oh yeah, I mean, talking about burnout um, uh, at the beginning of the stress and anxiety and burnout chapter, you know, I have this kind of of list of of things that you know you're feeling guilty because you haven't written anything. You know, this other writer is making more money than you. Why can't you be that good? You're behind on your goals. Yes. You're struggling. All these things, you know. And someone messaged me and said that they they cried when they read that because they felt like I was reading their mind. And it's so interesting because often how the way we feel we think we're the only people feeling it but actually everyone else is feeling it too and the the cracks the ruby wax thing I think the reason I haven't talked about physical health much as a writer is because I've been ashamed of it of you know the fact that yeah I'm overweight or you know I'm just not and perhaps as writers we're meant to think that this is the best thing we can ever do and it is on one level but as you say if we don't look after our physical health and well-being this is the, the word really well-being if you're not loving it then you should go back to the day job yeah. i mean at the yeah. end of the day there are easier ways to make a living and easier ways to deal with your physical health but we can do both. And that I think that's the message now. And I'm kind of fixing my cracks, uh, or at least patching them up a bit by changing some of my my habits. And uh, some, you know, some of the chapters are, are very personal, like the, the sugar one, I've had a lot of comments on because it, you know, it gets um, basically an addict, you know, will you tell us about that. that letter that you wrote? I would love, I would love for you to tell us about that, because I loved that part. Yeah, sure. So um, I learned this letter to um, uh, idea from Orna Ross, who I had on my show to talk about a letter to money, mm. um, this sort of personalizing an impersonal object so that you can really look at your emotional response to it. Mm -hmm. So um, I was babysitting my cousin's kids and I was stressed. I was out of my comfort zone in many ways. And then I was behind on my writing. I was just I, I had to go to some social thing and I ended up eating this huge family bag of these things called Haribo's, which are like these sour gummy sweets. Oh, yes, girl. Been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I realized as I was literally stuffing them in my face, but I was also doing it behind a closed door so the kids wouldn't see me, like that bit of shame, that bit yeah. of hiding your eating, um, because I was desperate for this just feeling better and it was at that moment that I was like what am I doing this is ridiculous and I the letter to sugar is very much I want you know I love you I I love how you make me feel I have loved our relationship but I'm done because you are not good for me anymore it's a it really is a letter to an abusive mm -hmm. uh you know, person in some way is that you make me feel good, you know, at first, and then I feel bad, I have that down, I that all the things around addiction, I think I really just realized that that I'm an addict. And but it's interesting, because the process of coming off sugar, and I updated it like six months later. So I wrote that letter in May 2017. And then I updated it in November. And, you know, right now, as we talk in early 2018, I'm pretty much sugar free. And What's so funny is the mountain that was in my mind, just to encourage anyone else who wants to take this route, the mountain that's in your mind, all the things where you say, oh, but I won't be able to eat this and I won't be able to eat that. The world becomes a completely different place. It's a bit like when you're 
when you're not a writer and you can never imagine being a writer and then you are a writer and you can't imagine what life was like before and uh the impact on my sleep on my health i was particularly concerned about alzheimer's the links with alzheimer's type 2 diabetes these things that will affect my brain and i'm most scared of dementia Mm -hmm. so i was like okay how am i gonna how am i gonna be a writer for another 50 years how can i die with my brain in as good a shape uh, you know, and my body, well, my body won't be in good shape at, at 90, but, you know, how can I m- make sure I'm the best physically I can be as well as mentally? The other little thing that's interesting is that I was going down the path of, oh, what are these smart drugs that one could take mm-hmm. to be more productive? How much, you know, these, uh, what is that, uh, bulletproof coffee mm-hmm. or, the, you know, what what are these other things? But actually, it turns out all the evidence points to the best brain hack possible is good sleep, good nutrition and exercise. And it's like, oh, really? Dang it. <laughs> yeah, you mean there's no easy button? <laughs> but um, like writing, again, it's just like writing. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's like sit down and write some words, uh, you know, move, eat, write, uh, you know, sleep. These things are not not complicated but but why do they become so hard so I think the book for me the book for me is almost chapter one for me even though I've already spent time looking at different things what's happened to my life since the book got published is I feel like things are changing by leaps and bounds and sometimes we have to write the book that will change our own life so yes I'm helping other people but I almost feel like for me this is this has been a life changer writing this book that is really amazing thank you I feel and so encouraging people listening if you want to change your life sometimes maybe writing a book about the change is the thing that will help you do it I absolutely believe that. And just speaking of writing directly, I I am I, I I read your book and I didn't do my own letter to sugar, which is my biggest addiction. It's the thing that I absolutely know that I am one hundred percent addicted to, and I need to get rid of it. And and it's always I've always been, I've been putting it off. I've just been putting it off even after I read your book. And I'm not going to put it off. I'm going to do it today because well I I really suggest that you write that letter because the thing um you know I I the thing is you have to have it to go back to you have to be able to read it's like the pain has to be big enough for you to make a change and for other people listening maybe it's not sugar it might be something else Mm -hmm. um but again you know for many of us sugar is such a big deal because it's such a part of 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 the world but Mm -hmm. um just just so do write that letter because you and personify it because when you get emotional about it it will really help to help you you know so for me it's like I, I hate feeling sluggish bloated overweight you know I hate the fact that I shy away from getting naked with my husband oh, or my yeah, wife yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean for whoever we love or or want to have sex with you know Absolutely. why that's actually a really big deal. You know, I hate that I can't fit in those jeans that I bought that I really like or, you know, the feeling and, and really by tapping into those feelings, like, you know, with writing memoir and writing these other things, we have to echo the emotional side or it doesn't touch people and it has to touch you so that when you reach for whatever it is that you that is your sugar fix, you're like, look at this letter. Look what I mm-hmm. said was the damage that it was doing to me and how and that's the reason why because good news um so well first of all I did uh, work with a hypnotherapist how was that 
Yeah, so that was that was really interesting because it gets to some of the emotional reasons behind some of your food addictions. Yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, it's not really surprising, but food is hugely political, hugely emotional, hugely about family, about our mom, our sisters, mm-hmm. our comfort. dad, you know, comfort, yeah. uh, rebellion. It's interestingly oh, sure. for me. A lot about rebellion, like, oh, I'm told I can't eat that. I'm going to eat that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like really weird stuff. And you, or I'm a good girl. I work really hard. I deserve a treat. Like, I'm five years old. <laughs> Absolutely. I have this thing where um, sugar triggers migraines sometimes for me. And when yes. I, and last week I felt a real migraine coming. It had been a long time since I'd had one. And I got in my car and I drove to the store and bought candy. Because I figured if I have a migraine, I might as well eat candy all the way through it. Isn't that ridiculous what we do? That that's the thing. And and when you when you realize some of this behavior, but what's been so interesting for me, this change in habits, because habits are a huge deal, right? Because you're like at this time of day, or like my husband and I, in the evening, we would have dinner. It might be quite a nice normal dinner, not like pizza and chips, like something healthy. Mm-hmm. And then we'd sit in front of the TV and we'd eat like a hundred gram block of chocolate because that's what we did every night in front of the TV. Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream for me. Ice cream. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, ice cream is really interesting. Um, so I just do not like vanilla ice cream. So when my husband needs ice cream, I just get him vanilla. <laughs> that would work. Yes, it totally works because you're like, it's not worth it. To eat I won't el- eat peppermint ice cream. Never. There I'll you just, go. But so my wife I've- loves it. There you go. <laughs> Little trick. So, but, but just to circle back to the good news, what's so interesting is now I still, uh, have sugar now and then like it, you know if we're at some I'm not going to make a fuss you know um but I don't like it it's really interesting so I'm not I'm not I'm eat, like a parsnip to me is now really sweet oh yeah <laughs> I know and so it's a brilliant shift in perspective and like we both you know we're intelligent people and people watching are, in, are intelligent people you know the brain can change yeah. And and the what changes is your perception of these things. Mm. And so so the good news is it doesn't take that long before your taste buds shift. And then like if I have an apple, it's it's so sweet. It's like you don't need the bag of Harry Bows. You can <laughs> just have an apple. Um and I haven't cut out like fruit sugar or you know, I've cut yeah, out like yeah refined sugar but the other thing that's really interesting is a shift in perspective around instead of diet and exercise I'm reframing the world as food and movement whoa which is huge so language we know how important language is so now there's no rebellion around oh I'm on a diet I now I'm I'm rebelling I'm going off my diet or I need a treat I'm off my diet it's like what food makes my body work the best and that food is good. That's awesome. I love that. And then it's not, oh, I need to exercise so I can lose weight. It's I need to move so I can be a better writer, so I can be a happier person, so I can feel alive. And that has been the biggest shift for me. It's been I've been going to a gym for like 20 years and I cancelled my gym. I'm eating pasta. You know, I mean, it's crazy. I'm doing things that I didn't expect because I've changed my perspective. So I'd really, I'll be doing a lot of um, NLP. Do you know NLP? Oh, what's that? Neuro linguistic programming. It's, it's really, you find it so interesting because it's about the stories we tell ourselves. Oh. 
And my stories around food and my stories around movement are pretty screwed up. I mean, when you actually write these things down, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, my my goodness, I didn't realize I thought that way. Um, And so it's really an interesting process of almost trying on a new story about yourself and almost retraining your brain in that way. And as writers, we know how to manipulate other people through our writing. Mm-hmm. And this is a way of, of trying to manipulate our own selves to change patterns of behavior. So yeah, I guess what I'm saying is this is such an incredible process. And yeah, I really, I really want you to write that letter. <laughs> I will. And I love what you're saying about movement because recently I guess I I guess I had almost embraced this without without calling it that that linguistic change but mm-hmm. I let go of the idea of exercise and mm-hmm. um and now I try to walk the dogs every day for 30 minutes but I and and you and I I think have emailed about this but um right before I left my job so more than 2 years ago I got into yoga um I started taking this class online I don't know if you've heard of her yoga with Adrian Oh, okay, no, I, I want to. I want to recommend her. She has four thirty-day um, um, classes that so you can basically take four months every day for free on YouTube. Um, yoga with Adrian. She basically taught me everything I know. Even though I'd done yoga before, I had never developed a home practice. And for the last two years, five to six days a week, the very first thing I do as soon as I wake up is I come in my office and I do a home practice of yoga. And it never takes more than 20 or 30 minutes. I'm not doing 90 minutes, um, but I do it every day. And it's really changed everything about the way that I live in my body and feel my body. I I think there was a long time where I was just ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Most of my life, honestly. Like if you were to tell me to, this is actually true. If you were to tell me to relax my shoulders, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I, Mm. I couldn't sleep because when I laid down, I didn't know that it was possible for a human being just to choose to relax their muscles, to live in their body enough that they know where the tension is being held and how to release it. And yoga really put me in my body and got me to understand that. Is Has your experience with yoga been similar or? Yeah. Uh, and just on that, we're just ahead. The, the, the original title for The Healthy Writer was actually going to be The Disembodied Mind. Yes. Because that's how I felt too. I felt like, and also there was a, there's a self-protection in that. It's like, value me for my brain. Don't look at my body. I don't have a body. Yes. uh, Or don't judge me on my, on how I look, judge my output, judge my intelligence, you know, and there's, there's definitely some issues around that with maybe especially women and uh, appearance and the things we're meant to look like or whatever. Um, But yeah, so that was going to be that. And then I also have have been doing yoga now for uh, about 18 months. And I tried it before and tried it before. And then uh, I've really doubled down on it now. And it's been it's a physical education is exactly what you say. It's a connection between your brain and your physical self. And and what's so funny, again, like we're, again, both highly educated people with multiple degrees. And yet, and I've spent so much time educating myself on so many things, but not how my body works. Like, you know, you read a book uh, like Gut by Julia Enders, which I quote in, in, mm-hmm. in the book. And you're like, I didn't even know any of that stuff. Like, I didn't know that that was how my body worked. <laughs> yeah, me too. And you're like, and and then you realize that what you've done is almost cut, 
cut out a part of yourself. And the other, I'm getting great joy from movement now, the walking, the yoga, um, training for a double ultra marathon in May, because I'm a goal setting freak, obviously, you don't need to do those things. But the it's, it's almost as you say, reframing it, it once you move it from the exercise, I must do it because society says I must look a certain way. Yes, which let's face it, I mean, of course, that there's a reason we don't do that. It's not fun to shifting it to I'm taking the dogs for a walk, or I'm going for a walk with my wife, or I'm going to yoga because I love it. It completely changes the joy that is in your life. And the vision or the original Joanna sitting at, you know, hunched over a desk with back pain and migraines eating Haribo's to, you know, the who was writing books and doing well, you know, to how I am even now on the journey, which is like a happy, happier, healthier Joanna who is still productive, really productive. I did like eight books last year, but very much happier, healthier. My body is working properly and what's so interesting like I don't want to emphasize the weight loss at all because this is not a weight loss book this is about health that's what I love about about Mm -hmm. well-being and in fact you know anyone listening who is whatever size and if you're happy that size awesome you know it's not about that but what's so interesting and I might I have a coach now who is more like a mental coach because Mm -hmm. it's not about things She, she made me get rid of the scales and we, and that was a big emotional thing. I like, wouldn't want really. to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So I had to go through counseling to get rid of my scales. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. But we're looking, you know, now I'm measuring, I'm not even measuring, I measure once a month because otherwise I, you know, it becomes too much of a pressure. But what's interesting, because my body is working properly, I am down two sizes in terms of my clothes without... And I don't feel like I'm missing out. Like, like I said, I'm having pasta for dinner. I'm having a glass of wine. I'm, I'm eating with a different perspective. And it's, I'm 43 in March and I feel like I've just started. Like, it's like I'm going to cry. I feel like, why the hell didn't I learn this earlier? <laughs> I'm absolutely resonating with every word you're saying. I'm 45 and I feel like I lost so many years be- but but then again i have to ask us like well, we we just weren't in the place to listen i know that these messages had been coming to me so mm. maybe they were i don't maybe they weren't maybe it was always <laughs> that whole diet thing and uh, you know because everything in the world especially america and britain you know is about diet and the way we look have you ever uh looked on instagram at the hashtag fat yoga Yes, and I follow one of the the younger women who who yes. and 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 that's a that's a great point because the problem with yoga on Instagram usually is oh this Instagram body ready, you know, and and that's not how it, it has to be. And my yoga practice, the word in my head is strong. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be strong and also like in control. Like when they say spread your toes, I want to be able to move my little toe. Each you know what toe. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I didn't even know that was possible. You know, I didn't either. <laughs> we're so funny, aren't we? We're just like, oh my God. But, but I think to encourage people, if people think we're completely mad at this point. Um, and also, I would say, just to circle back to the book, I think also important is I do tackle mental health. Yes. We look at loneliness. Um, you know, some of the things 
that you, where we are all on the scale somewhere. And so there are lots of other things that might be your problem if you're listening that hopefully we help it's just you know I, I'm just reporting my personal journey right. and the thing the thing that I discovered that was still out of balance for me you know and and now yeah I feel like the next steps for me are are still to continue this physical education of understanding the connection between body and mind and now I kind of understand this the brain hacking approach of big exercise or big movement let's call it you know and to get your heart pumping and your brain oxygenated can be much better than a bag of of sugary sweets <laughs> did you did you ever think when um dr lawson approached you that this would be where you ended up that your life would actually change that way no and what's so funny is the change has has speeded up since november which is when we when the final version of the book went into, you know, for the pre-Christmas printing and all of that. So what's interesting is I already feel I'm, it's a bit like, well, I just interviewed you about memoir and about how you move forward. I feel like I've changed since, since the book even was published, which as we speak is less than a month ago. Why because, do you think it is? Okay. Well, because um, I, I wrote that letter, you know, and, and then I was away in Oregon and I was speaking and I was I was broken again. And I hit this because uh, when I'm very tired, that's when I reach for the, the, you know, the carbs. And I was doing pretty well without sugar, but I, you know, was eating a lot of bagels. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just feeling really like bloated and, and not well. I just wasn't feeling well. So when I got back, as soon as I got back, also, I um, the pair of but you can't see them. I'm standing up. I'm, st I'm at a standing desk. Um, but I'm wearing these these jeans at the moment, which um, are quite baggy on me right now, but I couldn't get into them. And they were kind of a, a thing. And I, I was so upset with myself that that's when I hired a coach. Ah. So, so the big shift for me has been someone to help me with the mindset of the pro, you know, not the problems, let's say the, my mindset around eating and movement. So uh, there is nothing in the healthy writer about diet to food and exercise to movement, because that's a realization that I've really had very recently. Now there's lots in the book about both of those subjects, but that shift in my own understanding of the of physicality ha has really changed so there might be another um update to the I book that's great because i think that's a huge revelation and i and just you telling it to me feels so powerful i think you should stick a yeah. quickie stick a little, quickie little, chapter exactly or, i mean or or we you know we wait a year or two years ah. and we collect um other people's stories yes. because i really feel that this is a almost a zeitgeist thing in the writer community because so much there's been a real focus especially in, amongst the indies in self-publishing that you must must write lots and lots of books mm -hmm. or you will not be able to make a living and that's true in some ways but it's not it's not true there and are lots of other ways people it's yes, literally it's breaking them breaking people so now is the time to say enough already we are physical people with brains uh so let's look after all of it so i help the uh, help i hope the healthy writer will help more people it absolutely will i cannot tell you how grateful i am for it and that it's out there i love it i want to encourage everyone listening and watching to go out and, and get it i also i also, we're running out of time but um i also want to just give you a moment of appreciation for looking at other voices 
and for talking about especially mental health and um, bringing in other I, you had the person who was yeah Dan Dan, Dan yeah. who's bipolar yeah mm-hmm. the fact that that was addressed in there honestly and unflinchingly is super 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 important um, mental health is the thing we absolutely have to have to do this job right yeah and one well, I learned from that chapter uh, he called it riding the waves that chapter mm-hmm. and uh, you know his point was that writing advice doesn't work if you have depression or bipolar or some of these other mood disorders, he said, write every day does not work for us. And it was so interesting. I'd, I'd never realized that before. I'm because I don't suffer from those things. I don't experience those things, that particular thing. I have other things. Um, but it made me realize that this, well, you just have to push on through. That's not the point for yeah. people who go through some of these things. And and then, of course, we talk about loneliness, which, again, I didn't we wouldn't have included a chapter on loneliness without the survey that we did of over a thousand writers where loneliness oh. came up over and over again. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was a new writer and I had no writer friends yeah. and how lonely it is. So I wrote a whole chapter on how to, uh, you know, how to make friends and yeah. friend dating and building a community yeah. and, you know, finding people even when you're an introvert. So, yeah, the health has so many aspects and we need to respect it because we're not it's like my husband said to me he said you're not the productive pen you're the creative pen <laughs> <laughs> so why is your focus on productivity all the time it needs to be on you know being creative like you know you've said about focusing on your creativity again filling the well and look looking after your health is is one of those things absolutely absolutely thank you so much for being on the show will you tell us where we can find you yeah, sure. So thecreativepen.com, pen with a double N, and the Creative Pen Podcast. And The Healthy Writer and all my books are available on all the usual stores in all the usual formats. It has been a true delight to talk to you. Thank you so much for spending your time with me again, Joanna. I really oh, appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>